what's up? Long time no hear from me, right? <laughs> so I just wanted to start off and say that I'm switching up the format a little bit. Um, I felt like before I wasn't making episodes as frequently because I wasn't really sure what I was trying to say. Um, I also, as you go through the past 15 previous episodes, you kind of hear my backstory about all the trials and tribulations of getting to the point where I'm at now. And and I feel like now that I've got a better perspective, um, a more positive outlook, and I've kind of gotten some of the the Sturm and Drang out of the system. Hey girl, Sturm and Drang! Um, I wanted to start more frequently putting in these episodes. Um, So just so you know, uh, again, right now I'm working on the Book of Arius, which is this going to be this 13-segment quasi-instrumental vocal story, um, just as the quick, so I can remind myself of how I'm explaining this. It's about three separate characters and three separate points in time, um, all sharing the same reoccurring dream. And through this reoccurring dream, they explore and identify a buried memory or experience that all of them are kind of holding on to. And so the entire project is about this exploration about this. But of course, there's a little bit of a sci-fi twist, and there's a little bit of a kind of time travel epic in there. But um, And if you're familiar with my work, it's going to be dark and slightly comedy. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, so the previous episode, I broke out um, the opening segment after a couple of passes with the music supervisor. And kind of what I realized was happening was I was using the music supervisor as a crutch to not work as diligently. Um, I love nothing more than two things in this world. League of Legends, watching the esports version, me not me playing, and me playing Final Fantasy XIV online. <laughs> Now that Stormblood is out, I I can't stop playing. So I needed to find a way to keep working on my stuff and not immediately gravitate towards, oh, well, I've got everything out, so I'm just waiting on feedback, so I'm going to just play video games or I'm going to check on my sports. And what I was finding was I was less inclined to share with my music supervisor what I was working on because then it would mean I'd have to work. And so... Usually how I got through that in the past was I didn't have a music supervisor. I was just posting everything online immediately. Um, And so it was kind of like these two extremes. There's one extreme where I don't release anything until the music supervisor approves it. And then this other direction where I was just producing every and posting everything I was doing just for that instant gratification. I think I found a happy median. Medium. Medium or median? Eh, fuck it. Uh, so, so what I've decided moving forward is after I've done the first pass of a, one of the 13 segments, I will post and talk about that pass here in this podcast. I won't post the actual version of the segment independently until after it's gone through at least a pass two with my music supervisor. So this way I can kind of also, because I'm a very audio talking driven person so so when i say something 
out loud, it has meaning or it makes more sense to me. So instead of me just talking to myself constantly and writing notes and driving my boyfriend crazy, I have a podcast. So I was like, well, why the fuck am I not taking advantage of this? So that is the intro. That, that is kind of the explanation. And in this episode, we're going to talk about segment two. We're going to talk, uh, um, I'm going to share what I have of it so far. Um, you heard a little bit of it in the intro. Um, you're going to kind of hear some of the backstory and the stuff that kind of progressed through it. And yeah, we're going to take it from there, folks. And there we go. Had to, had to reset. Um, it is like 85 fucking degrees in New York City. And... I, yeah, it is, it's super hot. You can probably hear fans in my computer running in the background. It's just like, it's like, whoo, easy bake oven. My, my dog, Mitch, um, again, if you ever look at my Instagram, TC Crosser, uh, you'll find just nothing but pictures of Mitch and poor guys crashed next to me, um, overheated as well. So segment two as we kind of explained last episode. So just to kind of recap, segment one was kind of the introduction. Um, as I kind of field, field out the 13 segments, how the layout is, is we have 13 segments. Um, the, the final 13th is actually kind of the big, the big hoopla, right? It's, it's the big conclusion. So really what I'm dealing with are 12 segments. Um, and the 12 segments are broken into th- a three-act structure. So four segments for Act 1, four segments for Act 2, four segments for Act 3. Um, and I'm kind of following that format. So within that, we have one segment that's instrumental, and then three segments per act that are each of the different characters. Um, and those, for all intents and purposes, are going to be sung at some point, um, I am learning from my experiences. Uh, I think my in, pa- in the past, I've brought singers in too early into the creative process, which was great for me, but it causes extreme burnout. So if anyone else is working on stuff, it, it, it's something I've learned along the way that I'm still learning. And it's trying to find the right point in which to find vocal talent, even if they're your best friends, and then bring them into the process. Um, you really don't want to do that until, or at least I'm learning from my experience, not to do that until everything is completely like ready to go for them and they've, they've got everything figured out. Um, it's really the only way to do it, I think. Because if I brought a singer in right now with what I have, I have a bunch of chick scratch ideas. Even after past two, it's more refined, but I haven't really found what I was looking for yet. And then that kind of puts a lot on them. Then they add some flavor, and then I start rewriting because of their flavor. And I did cover this in previous episodes, but I'm just kind of recapping that. So so segment two is about, of the three characters, Tristan. Um, and, and within this storyline, Tristan's probably the closest aligned to who I was as a, as a crazy person crazy drug addict in my 20s. Um, so so Tristan's very autobiographical and, and kind of the main concept around that is he's set in modern time. So he's set just as Trump is beginning to take office 
um, because I feel like it's a very prescient time to discuss. Uh, he's still battling, not even really battling addiction, because he's just embraced his addiction. Um, so he's prone to a lot of gaffes. He's prone to not thinking about others. Um, comes from a very abusive childhood with a lot of repressed rage and, and emotions. Um, as we talked in the previous episode, all of this, the major themes surrounding Tristan, especially when we first meet him, is shame. Um, he basically, his entire existence is built around always feeling shame for his actions. Um, and so I, for segment two, which is this big kind of opening um, up and kind of we see for the first time kind of or here at least at this point where he's coming from uh, we, we talk a lot about the shame and and so as I was jotting down notes um, to begin my process because now that we're taking this segment by segment in a podcast I can kind of explain my workflow so so the the workflow is usually I'll start with um, my archive score paper I'm a very, very pen and paper oriented guy. And I kind of just write out ideas, um, things that kind of come out. So so I've got in in my notes, I kind of wrote out a very simple A minor, um, purely treble clef, single note um, piano line. And then after that, I had a couple of notes about adding a cello that had kind of a more Russian kind of feel to it. And then in my notes, I kind of talked about a chorus. And so, so the, the, what I have so far is in 3-4. The chorus, I switched to 4-4. Four, four, and I just know that I want these kind of like percussive elements that kind of come in um, in syncopated rhythms. Um, and then I kind of further elaborate on that and kind of rewrite the 4-4 four, four in 3-4 with kind of some chord structures. And then after all of that, then I kind of further write out what the chords are so far. And again, I, I do all of this not at a piano. I do this purely off the top of my head. Um, I think because if I'm at a piano, I'm inclined to really try to like flesh things out. And then I get to, I get very OCD. I get too in, in the weeds. I think if you've been listening to this podcast, you realize I'll get fixated on something and I'm like a dog with a bow and I can't fucking let it go. I'm like, why, why, why? It's like, Aaron, why, why, why don't you put the, the, the wet towel, why don't you hang it up when you're done with your shower? <laughs> if he's listening to this, he's going to be so pissed about that. But anyway, so, so I have OCD. So, so I force myself to just write things down real quick. <clears throat> and while I'm writing those notes down, I'm also kind of like exploring and writing out kind of in a narrative structure what I'm thinking. So, so and I kind of talked about this in the last episode, but um, for me, shame is a very personal I think all of these will be personal matters obviously but but with shame what was fascinating me was that it's always something I do and it's how I feel after the fact I never feel shame when I do it and I think that if I felt the shame when I did it it wouldn't have happened in the first place pretty simple but I think it just really resonated to me this whole nostalgic after the fact um and and I, because of so much shame being ingrained very early on, there, there are a lot of memories and experiences I have that I just plague me in my dreams. And so one of them and is, from what I remember, what the dream I keep having is this point where when I was a freshman in high school at Mason City High School back in Iowa, uh, yeah, try that, 
uh, I got basically I got egged on to basically while they were calling um, roll, so they'd sit like the uh, inquire practice, the uh, Mr. Everest um, would basically call it the name. You'd say here, and and that was just you know it's regular, just you know taking attendance. So I was bet to yell out skank when they said Mandy Prawley's name. And I don't even remember if it was Mandy Prawley or not, but that's the name that sticks, so that's what I'm staying with. But no no reason. There, there was nothing wrong with her, but it was just like, they called her name, I took it because I wanted acceptance, and I wanted this person to be my friend, and I said skank. And it just happened to be at that instant that everyone was dead silent. <laughs> and holy shit, it was like, right as I said it, like, time stopped, and I just realized, oh, fuck, and I think the odd thing is, the shame I felt didn't come until years later, because at the time, as a kid, I was so fixated on me getting in trouble, and and in hindsight, I should have gotten in a tremendous amount of trouble, but instead, I just got scolded, and, and it was left at that. I lost other opportunities, which probably wouldn't have amounted to anything anyways, because I am not a singer. As I say many times, I sound like a gay Kermit the Frog. So, yeah, but years later, I just felt really bad for Mandy and what I said to her, and and it just plagued me for years about the fact that I would say something so callous, so so hurtful. And I think especially now that I've kind of evolved and I, I understand the concept of gender normative issues and I understand the concept of, as the cool kids call it, being woke, um, it, it just further inflamed this. And I think that for me, describing Tristan through his dreams and nightmares, it was a re- it, it's a really good shorthand launching off point because it's like, if, if I'm going to write a song, I'm not going to like immediately push all the way to the brink of like the most extreme thing. I need to kind of like ease my way into it because if as a character, he's, you know, being introduced to this group through this reoccurring dream, he's not just going to immediately share his darkest, deepest secret. It, it doesn't work that way. So, so that's the backstory. The backstory is basically in high school, he was... He was basically egged on to call someone a skank. He did. At the moment, everyone heard it. And now he's reflecting years later back on it and and about all these concepts. And so the concepts, the emotional arcs that I'm kind of coming up with that I think are intriguing for this piece or that I wrote down were like the whole after the fact. Um, Also, how selfish it is of me to reflect and worry about this person when this this person it was something that happened years and years and years ago and and for me to even think that it was such a huge important thing is callous again because this person has lived their own lives and they have their own thing and my lack of willing to apologize or make amends way way when I could have you know back when I had the opportunity to for me to bring it up again or to go to this person and be like hey I'm really sorry um it's just like, it's like, why? The only reason I'd be doing it is to make myself feel better. And I feel like that, that, that's wrong. Also, I probably, it's the wrong person. So it's even worse. I don't even fucking remember who I said it to. I just remember it happening. So long story short, too late. 
these are the things. I, I'm jotting down kind of score notes of how I kind of interpret the song. Um, and then I'm writing out at the same time kind of narrative elements of what happened, what I was thinking. And then I further refine that and I start writing out kind of the emotional points, right? Like, what am I thinking? Like, what, what would make the song interesting to me? I don't typically write lyrics first. So there are no lyrics. It's all just an emotional stew in my head. And I kind of let the score kind of do its own fucking thing. Um, it probably is a very backwards approach to songwriting. Um, I think that's why I've always been more of a producer and less of a songwriter is because as a producer, I'm very worried about um, the, the phonics, the sound of it. And so, so lyrics to me are important, but they're always kind of a secondary, it's, it's always much more inclined to how it sounds, right? If it sounds good or it sounds like it's meshing, that, that's my sweet spot, or at least that's my forte. So, so there's no lyrics. Um, and I literally just started this this morning. And so now I'm sharing you with you basically past one, so this is the pass, very rough and very unfinished, that I am going to send to my music supervisor. So, so you're kind of getting to dive into the creative process because now you kind of see, here is first pass of segment two. This is what a music supervisor that works with me would actually get. Um, and so without further ado, here is that first pass of segment two.
you can hear where it's still very rough. Um, you get the building blocks. You get different pieces, parts of what I'm saying, but it isn't necessarily in a cohesive... It's not the most cohesive. I think you kind of make out like a bit of a, okay, so there's like an intro. I got a verse thing going on. I got a chorus, a bit of a bridge, um, a little bit of a mashup at the end. Um, typically when I work on music, the end as Kaylee, my music supervisor well knows, is usually just the mashup. I just, I kind of throw the kitchen sink just to see, and I always leave it at the very end, just to mash it all together and kind of hear out what, what elements. Um, so, so what do I do with this? So <clears throat> I, I send this to Kaylee. Um, I also go into my Google Excel sheet and I map out all of the specific marker points. So, you know, okay, minute two, second 14, this is where this aligns with the narrative structure and then <clears throat> just kind of mapping it all out. Um, and then after I've mapped all of that out, then I send that all off to Kaylee so she can kind of provide her notes and feedback. And her notes are usually kind of like, from an instrumentation orchestration standpoint, this doesn't make sense, or this is overpowering, or this is too sparse. Um, even to things where it is a little bit more narrative and structure where I'm like, I'm listening to this, but I don't really understand. I don't know how this ties to everything. Um, I think now is also kind of the crucial point because I've already got a second pass of a first segment. So now we have to also compare what we did with segment two to what we've already done to segment one. Um, and, and there may come a point where it's like, oh, you should call back to segment one in this. Or, oh, this was really cool in this section. It would be really cool to add that or incorporate that in this point in segment one. So, so there is a, an extreme amount of fluidity that kind of happens. And so where I'm at is... Literally, I just finished second pa uh, the first pass of second. I basically just finished what you heard, and this is my first time actually listening to it. So I'm already critiquing the hell out of it, but this is the point where I refrain from that. I've got some big block ideas, like I need to score it out for a full string quartet. Um, I need to kind of fine tune and tweak some of the sections. Some of the transitions seem a little off. Um, it's a little too sharp. Other points, I think it could be sharper. Um, basic stuff like that. But usually, I'll let Kaylee take a pass first, um, just because some I, I get too involved or too invested, and then I get my OCD kicks in, and then I start changing too much before she's even had a chance to comment. So, so yeah, so that that is a full flesh out. <laughs> it's like holy fuck, yo, this is a lot of talking, Tyler. I mean, it's only 24 minutes, but, you know, we've got a lot of work ahead. Um, so, yeah, that that's where we're at. That That is, this is episode 16, baby. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of the end <laughs> for all of us. So, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. As I've said countless times, it's T-C-C-R-O-S-S-E-R. -S -S -E it is T-C-Crosser. Um, you're probably already listening to this on SoundCloud or on the podcast app, but SoundCloud is also T-C-Crosser. And if you want to check me out on Spotify, I don't talk a lot about it, but I do have a couple, uh, two albums out on Spotify. Uh, it's T dot C dot no space and then crosser. So I don't, it seems to be the only way you can pull me up. But I think I'm going to leave it at that. I think it's a good 25, almost, well, 
We're getting into 30-minute territory, and I'm starting to vamp and ramble for no apparent reason. So, all right, y'all. Um, have a good one. Talk to you later.